Hey, pilgrims. Hey, hey, pilgrims and travelers on the sunny path of life. Wait, I guess I'll go back into the sun. What the heck? You know? It's about 8 o'clock. <clears throat> and it's still burning here. Still a hot dang. Anywho, I am at Villa de Cas, where the only albergue there is, is. And it's a wonderful place. Very, very, very nice. Uh, lot of space to chill so it is wonderful wonderful so I arrived very early I'm not even sure when the check-in occurred but there were already people here there were already four people here and I was here around 11 ish <laughs> which is very early so I feel like those people was like I guess if they must have done uh, the journey to that I'm about to do tomorrow basically they are doing two short days. Um, I guess with the heat and God knows what. I was talking to this woman from the Czech Republic, you know, having a hard time with her foot, you know, being frustrated because it's a seventh Camino and it's not going as smooth as she'd like it to be. Oof, taking my shirt off. Sexy Tony with those ripped shoulders and pectorals carrying that backpack. I guess it's bound to work on some muscles. Anywho, so enjoying, enjoying uh, definitely a, a short day with rest, and then we'll do the same tomorrow. Though I won't be leaving as early. So this is nice. This place here, we definitely will have time to to get the show on. I have, of course, been more quiet. I mean, I, I chat a little bit with the Italian woman. She doesn't speak any other languages. So. She felt a little lost, so, and it was her first Camino in Spain, so I chatted a little bit with her, but yeah, didn't want to overextend my stay. So I w I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn to to toe that line here, you know, to not be all black and white, you know, meaning uh, I don't have to be silent all the time and, you know, to be soft and gentle on that. And then if somebody, of course, want to, you know, engage, I'll start a conversation, entablar una charla, entablar, yeah, to start a conversation, and then to be open to that. Hmm, yeah, about five more days of that sun, we will see according to the forecast around here, there's a chance of rain, so the temperatures look like they're going to drop around the 10 degrees, I guess, if I'm not mistaken. So, but I think a lot of places, even the woman was saying in Italy, it was like 39 degrees. So it's hot. It's hot in Europe. And I'm sure it's more than likely hot in the US. My goodness. My days as trucker. Those were nasty summers to where you just, uh, during the day, you were just air conditioning yourself in that vehicle. But I guess here, you know, there's no... No air conditioning, but this is an old farmhouse, so big stones, so it's well insulated, so it's weathering it well. Hmm. Body feels good. My, uh, I think my crack is kind of, uh, after all the love and care I'm giving it. I think it's kind of starting to seal itself a little bit. 
I really have neglected that uh, those hills of mine. So I think it's going to be something as I'm looking at walking more. And then, well, regardless, whether it's walking or running or whatever it is, but I do plan to keep being active. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do a better job than I have been doing instead of just doing damage control when it gets bad and then just leaving them be. Anyhow, this is a very pretty area, you know, uh, where I am again. There is, uh, I guess, uh, Villar de Cas, it's just, like, just a few houses and then about uh, maybe maybe half kilometer away, and there's a few more houses, so I guess that those used to be like, a, you know, farmland headquarters type deal, you know, families, more than likely, and we're just working the land, an old way of living, an old way of living. Hmm. Yeah, it is hot. It is hot. You have to forgive me a second here, I got a pee. And yes, my pee is nice and clear. Even though I didn't get to buy a liter of gazpacho. <laughs> That's becoming one of my uh, new treats, actually. Anyway, interesting. Interesting. A couple of uh, flicks that I've just watched. I've really enjoyed a took a nice early afternoon nap and then I watched the Sunset Limited. I have thought about it before and I've forgotten about it and then I remembered again yesterday. Uh, but somehow the Wi-Fi in the albergue was not allowing me to access those sites. So it had some kind of filter, interestingly enough, which was fine. And so it's about... Um, it's Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel Jackson, and it's really a play. It's really a theater play. It's not really a movie, but I have to say, well done on the casting on those two guys. Uh, they really fit well the characters, and I think they really cut it down good. About this guy who tried to kill himself, and then this guy who basically did not let him, and then about this. Evening, they spend in the guy that saved him in his apartment. That was Samuel L. Jackson, which of course makes sense that the guy who wanted to kill himself would be Tommy Lee Jones. He has kind of a depressed look anyway, naturally. <laughs> and uh, but it was it was it was enjoyable. And uh, you know, I have to say, I may have talked about it before, but for me personally, if I was just a, a rational, logical creature. I think for me, suicide, I'm surprised not more people are doing it. <laughs> because, or even more, and actually the atheist is the one that puzzles me the most. If you don't believe that there is anything else, you know, you know, and then you get past that prime of your life to where, you know, your physical abilities and then your mental acuities and whatever, whatever, the, however you want to define it, but you know, and then, then you start to hurt and the quality of life nice, you know lessening and lessening and I'm like if that's just once or you know what's the point anyway I don't know it doesn't make any sense to me anyway in my silly own little mind oh I'm gonna sit down here in this field that has been mowed recently and harvested 
So Tommy Joins point makes sense. On an intellectual ram to me, I think you come to a place to where you can appreciate the futility of it all. It makes no sense intellectually. And if that's the only tool that you have to measure life, then there's a sense of pointlessness that I think is very poignant and I can appreciate that. To me, it makes sense, that argument, you know. In my case, I'm an agnostic, so, you know, it's not whether I believe there is something else or not. It's just that I have a sense that there is, but I don't know what it is. And I'm not even attempting to figure it out. I'm not interested because I don't think I can. But I just truly believe that there is. That there is more than this. Than what I'm doing right now. Looking at this field. There is more going on than that. Anywho. More than that, I don't know, man. I do not have any answer. I was talking to the owner. I went to pay him. Finally, in the evening. He didn't have change where we were. So he had this bar as well. So... And I was trying to talk, and he was asking me about breakfast tomorrow. I was like, I get my food, I'm good. I don't need that, you know, it's like what I've been doing my lifestyle. I'm going to make it sustainable. And it kind of, interestingly enough, studying this conversation. And at one point I was like, well, maybe there was not uh, the right choice of word. (laughs) You know, I just meant, you know, I didn't mean like as an ideology, you know, sustainability. I'm not talking about, you know, what's good for the world. Or I'm just, uh, you know, trying to figure my wife, my wife, my life out. And, uh, you know, one step at a time and, you know, where I can, I'm trying to be mindful of my finances and uh, obviously, you know, with my nomadic lifestyle. And, you know, though today was a... You know, it's a, it was a, a splurge would be a big word, but I mean, it is. You know, it's an expensive stay for me here, eighteen euros. You know, definitely worth it. Just a great investment. I'm very happy I did it. You know, but I hold off all my food. You know, from Lugo. So, and uh, yeah, I was talking about how tricky the whole thing of sustainability is. And I agree. You know, it's like. And I'm not interested in that, you know. I, I don't have a case to make as to what the world should do, you know, what's happening to the world. Because even that, anyway, that would be based on on somebody else's premise, you know. There's a lot of the ideas that I have about the world, what the world needs, what's right, what's happening to the world, what it means, you know. That's I'm somebody else's mouthpiece, and. Uh, yeah, as of late, it's something that I just don't have an interest for. The right and the wrong. I'm not an activist. Not in that way. Not in that way. <laughs> Anywho. I was also thinking, I think, a eh, second or so time now about kind of thinking of my heart, you know, the idea of my heart. And as, you know, as I'm now walking my way, toward France, you know, realizing that, you know, I'm leaving my heart in Sevilla. I mean, there's no no doubt that Pilar has my heart. 
and again i'm not talking about i'm never going to be falling in love again that's not what i'm saying but as of now this is exactly what i'm saying you know my heart is there and i think my struggle before was to not to accept it because obviously i think i did but to appreciate the curveball which was yes yeah, she has my heart but this is not my path so it's like i'm going to leave my heart with her and i think as i possibly cross into france i will more than likely uh, send her a message you know to try to express that or whenever i guess uh, the inspiration will be the most significant you know that it's yeah it's kind of funny it's almost like a a funeral for my heart that i'm just that i've entrusted this person with it that something that i'm still not quite making sense you know and i've never done that before I have never left it to somebody that did not have a recipro reciprocal reciprocal that, that that's one say that or they didn't have you know similar sentiment you know where there was a lack of reciprocity that's another beauty too about you know the way that I feel about her this unconditionality it doesn't seem to be determined by by this material realm you know those the newton law of gravity does not seem to apply to it maybe it's a doorway into something i don't quite yet fully appreciate you know about what it means to love pilar because now she's really become this muse you know this symbol and and really kind of on the quiet side because i do think about her quite often you know but i think you know she's becoming a symbol i think the physical entity i think the the the, the work has been done there uh, and then realizing too that i don't think i would ever be able to really be her friend because of how i feel and uh so far anyway after three years you know it had not changed the last time that i saw her <clears throat> and so it, it it's just not compatible on the material plane but who's to say you know if there's such a thing as you know parallel universe i'm sure you've heard about some of that and that's the best way that i can frame it doesn't matter you know in the end the choice of words as long as you kind of point in that kind of general direction and uh hmm. oh it's so nice in the shade i'm gonna stay here for a minute But who's to know what else is at play? But it just feels right, you know? Even though it makes sense, it doesn't make sense, it feels right. And that's what I'm going with. So, you know, as I am leaving Spain, I am, for the first time in my life, living without my heart. Leaving my heart behind. 
I mean, I have not had, you know, significant, well, I mean, there was a one with Raquel, but obviously I did not feel, you know, anything for her. So, so it, you know, I can compare, you know, what's happened since Pilar. But, you know, even Vanessa, even Belen, you know, the people with whom, you know, the relationship went further, you know, when he, it was my coming to Jesus moment, he was like, yeah, but it's, she's not Pilar, you know, she had become the new baseline. And there is no way, and I know that I think about me, that I will accept less. You know, I just don't compromise on the thing that matters. And I don't care what the world says. I guess in a way, maybe you could say I'm a dreamer that way. And I have a high ideal, high expectation, unrealistic expectation. And uh, I'll accept them all, you know. AOC, Appellation d'Origine Contrôlée, yeah? I don't know, man. You know? And then I watched, so there was uh, the Sunset Limited, so, you know, I was talking about interesting screenplay. Uh, and also there was, a, Isaac sent me a, a quote about living a modest life and then, you know, living a life for God. And if you don't, then, you know, you're kind of wasting it. And I was trying to express, I don't know how well I did it, but that, you know, there was one thing about Christianity, this fear being such an element and me having dabbled a bit in Hinduism and Buddhism, you know, where, I mean, there is, but it's just not the same. It's just not the same. It's kind of like saying, you know, if you put your hand in the fire, you're going to get burned and then learn from that, you know, so you don't do it again. So it's more pragmatic. And here it's kind of like this existential, you know, kind of thing. Almost I would put it on a fairy tale level and there is no base for it. There is no way you can really, no way that I have been able to apply that to life for it to make sense. It's just something you choose to believe. And I just don't. That's just not what I'm wired. Though I am, you know, a person of feelings, I'm also a person of reason. And, you know, though my my reasoning sometimes goes to strange places, and, you know, I think sometimes people are frustrated because they try to make a point, and I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, that's just not the way I see it myself. And sometimes people have trouble with accepting disagreements and uh but that's one thing that i have a beef with maybe this maybe the biggest one this fear being such a driver you know to get people to do things and i do agree it's not sustainable fear is not a sustainable it's not a sustainable strategy i don't think it's healthy and i don't think it's necessary anymore. I think we've come from, you know, from learning to be survivors, you know, to develop. And we have developed. You know, we are not those base creatures anymore. We've, we're not surviving. I mean, I'm not surviving. 
you know, most of us, I mean, we're struggling. I mean, the struggle, I don't think that change, but we're not surviving. A lot of us are not surviving anymore. And that's a different, that's a difference. And I think maybe a religion is not taking that into account. That that storyline doesn't really work. You're going to burn in hell if you don't do that. It's like, <laughs> sorry, but I'm not in a sandbox making sand castle. You're not talking to me. So I was kind of trying to get that across, which is like, you know, this this thing of uh, of fear. It just doesn't work for me. <laughs> you tell me don't, and it's like, yeah, like a child. I'll fucking do it. Or you tell me do, and I'll find a way not to do it, or to do it bad, or it'll just be, there'll be some sabotage going on. Anywho. And I'm not, you know, I'm not to, I'm not saying my way is the right way. I'm not saying I get it better. But I've, you know, I've come to appreciate my uh, some of my genetic makeup. And there are things, you know, that I've updated. Actualizar in Spanish means to update. And... Uh, that's something that has not changed. I can feel the reaction in me when somebody is putting like an ultimatum or is doing kind of this black and white thing and it just turns me off completely. There was one thing that I enjoyed about um, Isaac, you know, although he has, you know, some of uh, the fundamental belief. I mean, he's, you know, he's definitely a, a, a Catholic, I would say on a, a conservative on the Catholic side. But, you know, is uh, there were things in which it was like there was a human being in behind. It wasn't just a poster child uh, for the Catholic Church. And uh, that was one thing that I liked about him. If not, I don't think he would have gone any further than that. I don't think I would have spent much more time with the guy. There was something about him. Anywho. But that thought is over. That part is over. We have a Spanish family, two daughters and parents. They're in the primitivo. Good for them. Anyway, looks like maybe the guitar will be available. I think I'm gonna go out back and then play a little bit. I think I'm gonna give leave this one on the on my first grab, my first grabbing station, and I'll add tomorrow morning. Maybe it'll be a long one. But I'm not going to make it an addendum this time. Anywho, well, on the finally cooling off day, hot day, hot day, and tomorrow is going to be the hottest, I think close to 40. Anywho, but it is what it is. Glad to be yet here, and let's see what tomorrow brings. Love and peace. Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the sunny path of life. Wonderful. Almost nine o'clock. It's already, well, I've already left the coolness of the day, but I guess it's going to be a short day today. So, all good. It was wonderful to, to enjoy 
a nice late morning, 8.53 o'clock. I mean, body feels good. And again, today, another short day. So we'll take it, definitely. And then, me voy a recargar las pilas. I'm going to recharge a battery, yeah? Gonna refill my tank. So, wonderful place. Did feel kind of the last minute kind of rush because obviously even more this time of the year, people are gone very early uh, on the Camino because of the heat, obviously, you know, even though some people are only going to Lugo, which is what I did yesterday, you know, which is around four hours, but most people are gone basically by this time, way before, way, way earlier than I did. Actually, there's this one German that's still here. <laughs> but that's not typical. And for me tomorrow, for sure, I will not be leaving that late because I have a, it'll be a longer day tomorrow. And I do not want to be in the sun that late. But I do feel great. Uh, I've eaten most of my food, so the pack is light. I guess a couple of things firsthand. One teachable moment, uh, sharpening that iron, right? So there was a guy on top of me. I think, yeah, out of the four bunk beds, there were four, I think. Yeah, four bunk beds. Two of them were had habitants on top. One was mine, and the other was. Well, it doesn't matter. The other. Just now, I realized that I'm speaking fast. So instead of focusing on saying it, I'm going to take some breath. Some breath. Oh my goodness, my English is sloppy this morning. So one of the guys was on top of me. And so, you know, on the bunk bed, you have a ladder. And then, you know, that's, like I said, that's where the bunk bed is. And this room where we were had a lot of space. And somehow this guy put his shit right by where I would normally come and sit to go inside my, my bed, you know. So I kind of moved it, you know, by the ladder. I almost was saying I kind of went to tell the guy about it and then he was sleeping. So, you know, I wasn't going to bug him. And I have not really crossed paths with him yesterday. And then when I went back to bed at night, I forgot what it was. Or when I wake up this morning, the staff was kind of, not all of it, but some of it was basically back in the same space. And a part of me, you know, kind of got annoyed. You know, that got caught up very quickly. Um, but it was like, yeah, I was annoyed. You know, it was like my, uh, my sense of self, I guess, was, uh, was bothered by something like that. Something that insignificant. So it was interesting. You know, to, to observe that, to kind of see myself thinking in terms of what my options were, what I was going to do, and then realizing the futility of it all. And uh, anywho, just yeah, something that came up. So thank you, Mr. Whatever, whoever you are, for showing that to me. You know, that's definitely one thing about sharing things, you know, living in community. 
you have a lot of opportunity to work on a lot of things. You know, maybe, you know. And uh, I think, you know, that actually could get used to that. You know, I would still have to find my little island, you know, my space for myself. But I think there is something to be said about living close quarters with other people and then to to learn to dance that way. That kind of musical chair, you know? This absence of space at times or you feel like you want more. And then to kind of let go of that. Not to take it so seriously. Anywho, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. <clears throat> so yeah, this morning I was thinking Obviously, you know, again, I was late, so, you know, those guys, I mean, this is a very, this was a very nice place. Bilar de Cas, you know, if you do come on Primitive, it's, it's, you know, one of the most uh, expensive, but, I mean, really worth it. It's a wonderful place. I don't think I heard one car, even though we arrived by the road, you know, yesterday, but just in the middle of nowhere, you know, very sparsely populated. And uh, hammocks, uh, lunch, chair, a lot of, it's actually a farm. So the guy still has cows there and still smell the cow manure. And uh, anyway, wonderful. And then the inside is old stone house. Just very, very nicely done. Actually, very, very nicely done. So it was really a treat. I think a part of me was kind of thinking, uh, you know, that it's too much and, oh, you're going to get used to it. But I was like, I'm enjoying it, you know. It's definitely, you know, not something that I myself, you know, would want. But uh, I, uh, I was like, yeah, that was enjoyable. I mean, there's something to be said about the, the way this is done, the, the, the kitchen, the marble, I mean, it's yeah, things are very well done. You know, I can also see in terms of maintenance, you know, what it takes, you know, to keep something like that. And to me, that would not be worth it because it would, you know, it would imply a lot of work just to have that image. And, you know, I would want something that's more minimalist, easier, and not so time intensive uh, or where you feel like you you have to be mindful so much of it yeah. but it was wonderful you know it felt really like a treat so you know from <laughs> the night and day between Lugo and here and uh, yeah I think if I was to come and do this thing again which again I don't know. We'll see. You know what? What is to come out of Spain and the upcoming Camino, and where that will lead me? But that it's definitely a place I would not mind revisit. That's for sure. It was very nice. Like Lugo would more than likely be one that I would not go back to. And well, of course, I'm already seeing a bunch of people. I mean, it's nine o'clock, so. So a lot of people are going to be arriving in Lugo around noon, which makes sense. So 
like I say, wonderful. You have those nice curtains in those bunk beds. I really like that design where you can really shed the light. And, uh, and considering also how hot it got yesterday, you know that the, the room was variable uh, through the night. It was variable. So, got my yoga done outside. And on the stone bench, did my sitting meditation. So it was, well, I knew it anyway. I think they said it was like going to be like 18, you know, the coldest temperatures for the night. And looking at close to 40 degrees today. So, I mean, this is what, Wednesday? Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, after today, more than likely three more days. I think it's three more days of uh, of really hot temperature. And then it will just temper down, which is not the way it would be. Well, I guess Via de la Plata, definitely looking at that now, thinking of those temperatures, it would not make sense for me to consider Via de la Plata unless, you know, I was to start like at four o'clock in the morning and, and be done so early and having access to a uh, well, I guess bars, you could definitely have access to it. Anyhow. So one thing I like to piggyback on. So the guy that was above me, so, you know, I kind of took it personally. I was annoyed. I was judgmental, thinking of him being a prick. So, you know, kind of almost toward the end, laughing at myself a little bit, kind of finding it so silly. But, you know, being like, okay, this is, you know, this is still uh, what I think about it. Okay, so be it. And then uh, I couldn't find my water bottle. And the last I remember yesterday was I had put it right by my, on the floor, by my bunk bed. And then it was like, you know, it's a red Quecha Quecha, which is a generic brand for Decathlon. So it's quite common, the color and the shape and all. And one of, part of me was saying, oh, maybe that fucker took it. You know, maybe it was a mistake or maybe it was on purpose. You know, thinking it's going to be a hot day. And, uh, of course, the bottle turned out to be in the fridge where I put it yesterday. But it was interesting, you know, to kind of see the mind. You know, once you start to have a certain angle in the situation, how your bias affects it. So... I was kind of going negatively, you know, on the guy, and then, uh, then he just went on, went on. You know, it was uh, inevitable almost. So that was interesting. So I saw my intolerance. I saw my my judging. You know, my pandering of that guy. Kind of fell asleep at the wheel, basically on this one. And I indulge. You know, I indulge in self-pity. I think that's kind of where it started, you know, where it was like he felt wrong. Uh, and I think, I hope, if that was to happen again, I would go and talk to the person, look for the person, you know, to not get there. So, but again, okay, I'm just telling, I don't know. I still don't know if you can hear it or not when I'm recording. Interesting if you do. I had to reset my phone because 
yesterday that voice kind of went away. So there's something going on with this app. I'm not sure what, but it it crashes a bunch. It's a great app, but I don't know if it's my phone or the app or a combination of what. Anywho, but anywho, just feeling great. You know, really had a lot of. Uh, A lot of rest, so my body is grateful. So today I'm not going to stroll. I'm still going to move good. I'm guessing I'm going to get there between 12 and 1. I mean, it's 15 kilometers. And, uh, oh, actually, in Castro Verde, there is a Dia. So I'll stop there to get a couple of things. Okay, i go back on the trail here. Thank you very much, uh, Mappy. Hang in there. I gotta wait for a second. Let it tell me its next, instru next instruction. All right, 400 meters. It's a beautiful, you know, country trail. I'm back on a Jeep road here, dirt Jeep road, looking at the hills in the distance. Yeah, these are very, very nice. So I'm kind of away now, you know, far away from from Lugo now. Back kind of in more nature, and of course, going to be crossing a lot of people here. And actually, back in the shade, so but I do feel good, I feel fresher than yesterday. There was a thought that I had to this morning, I was kind of thinking of uh, Albergue Verde, you know, the format, and in this format here, so it's a gorgeous place. Definitely one of the nicest. I think Barcelo was called was another one that was great. Uh, there are a few places that really stand out. I mean, they are really in terms of the design. You really feel like you are like in a luxury place. It feels wonderful. So enjoyable. But you know, then you're looking at the aftermath. What it takes to keep to for the upkeep of that place. And of course, you know, from my silly lens because I have no idea. You know. And uh, I talked to the guy a little bit. He's been doing that for five years. He was showing me his book, you know, about Feast of Famine, basically. Like today, there are four. And uh, then I was thinking of Albergue Verde. And, you know, realizing that's another thing I really like about it. I mean, not only it's a very nice place, you know, it doesn't feel quite as luxury, but, you know, they have warm color and... Yeah, even the way it's done, it's very well done. And, uh, but it's like, it's not like a back-breaking well done in terms of what it takes to keep it up. I mean, there's still things, you know, but it's, it's kind of a, okay. It is feasible. I mean, it is, it is uh, more manageable. But that's another thing I liked about it. I think the format was quite sustainable. And of course, I have a tendency to always look for ways to do less, you know, not more. And uh, this place, wonderful as it is, I would never want to be responsible for that. I would just, it would feel like too much for a place. 
Oh, okay, this is actually where we're coming. Okay, I was gonna go straight, but that pilgrim showed me that. Yeah, and then not one, but three. Um, that this is the way we are going. Yeah, quite a few of those guys are working their way here. Anyhow. So, but yesterday I don't remember exactly what I went rambling on about in the evening as the, the heat of the day was finally veining off. But I guess this format is going to be a little different today. And I'm sorry, I guess uh, the rush, you know, because being the last one to leave. Uh, people were already kind of getting in there, pulling things and cleaning, and that's another thing that I remember is that, in other sense, when I had the, the pilgrims or when I would go, uh, because in Albergue Verde, you know, people, there was no checkout. People could leave whenever they wanted to. But something that wasn't said was that, you know, at one point you got to clean the place. And for me, I personally, I kind of like, you know, if you're going to clean the bedroom and and such, you kind of want people out of there. But there were other places for them to go. And for me personally, okay, hang in there, it's telling you to go left, whether you, whether or not you can hear it. And that was 400 meters already, Mike. Gira un poco a la izquierda. Let's see what it tells me. How long do I have on this one? Yeah, the body feels good. All right, 700, let me see And uh, so, yeah, kind of, uh, that's one of the things on Camino, you know, when it's kind of time to go, you can feel the kind of the energy of the room. You know, though today I took my time, you know, I got up later, because I went to bed later, thing around 10.30 or such. So I was like, well, there's no need for me to get up at five. So I'll get up at six. And I think I slept. It was quite a nice night. Uh, and then uh, almost leaving at 9 o'clock. So that was an almost three hours. I had quite the practice on Duolingo. And then uh, my little competitive self, I guess, looking at getting some scoring done. But I'm also enjoying it. But I find out, you know, once I've come in the afternoon, sometimes my brain is just not up for it. I'm, I'm really in the morning. I'm really the morning type. And I am mindful, you know, that I am quite heavy this morning in terms of my mind. I am quite into the details. I am I am in the thick of it instead of uh, using it as a launching pad to go and uh, visit a thought, you know, or something that may trigger me to, to, to go somewhere else. Because of course, though, you know, those practical day-to-day things about day-to-day ingredients of the Camino, things I don't like to use that word, if I can find a better one. Ingredients of the Camino, you know, that make that daily recipe. Of course, they are all around me and I'm very aware of them. But at the same time, there is really not a lot of thought that goes into it. I think what I'm aware of is uh, 
Sometimes I'm going to hold myself. I'm going to put a break on what's going on as I'm recording when I pass people. And being like, yeah, Anthony, just, just go with it, my man. Don't, don't mind the gap. That's a silly reference to the warning in a tube station in London. Mind the gap. But uh, yeah, don't mind them. Just do what you're doing. So, of course, you know, my life has been the Camino for almost three months now. Yeah, I got about a week left. My goodness, in a week, I will start my, uh, I will finish my third month. My goodness. And uh, so it's obvious that it is something that I'm completely steeped in. But at the same time, it requires, you know, so little. Even now, you know, I have, uh, I have pretty much um, almost all of the primitivo figured out. There's a couple of places which I have not made a reservation. Um, and uh, I don't know why, but uh, one is Campiello and the other one is after Bodenaya. I want to leave it open because it could possibly be... Uh... Yeah, I'm thinking... Well, hold on a second. Actually, because I'm thinking about like a Rangrado. I mean, I have a bunch of options. So I could possibly do a couple of days and not even stay in Oviedo and then slash through it, which I kind of like the idea of it, actually. As I as I shoot back up north toward the north, you I know. Mean, but anyway, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of all figured out. So I don't have to really get lost in those weeds, you know. And then, even though I'm finding out that it's getting harder and harder to to focus on those things, like I was confused yesterday, I was kind of thinking about the stages that I had left, and... At one point, I was missing one of them. That so was like throwing me off because thinking of Bodenaya, and I told him Monday, and I thought I had it all well done, but I couldn't think of Campiello. And uh, so I had to go back and look at it. So my mind is definitely a little fried. Feel feels a little retarded in a way, you know. But at the same time, it's like yeah, but everything is worked out. And also that this is the most planning I've done, actually, really, for quite a while. And then, uh, well, I have the feeling that when I get on North Camino, I will have to do more because this is a high traffic season, which means some places are going to get booked. So, and I don't want to have to that's something I don't want to have to play with. You know, the possibility, then I go into statistics. The possibility that I may not have room when I arrived and then just wing it. And for me, that's just not worth it. So I most likely do like uh, two or three days of uh, reserving and kind of see how the body's doing. Or maybe just doing, you know, nice easy days. You know, if the temperature gets to be hot, hot again, just do short days, you know. I mean, there's no rush, so I'm not on time frame here, so there's no need to to worry about it. I have a long ways until I get to Irun, and then looking at either crossing into France 
or going to see Raquel in Vienna. Anyhow. Something that just came, as I mentioned, Raquel, guess who? Is of course Pilar, even though those two have nothing to do to each other. But I do, I think I naturally connect, you know, the word Pilar, the feeling, the mental image that I have about her comes often, you know. There's no question she is. She's imprinted. She's anchored in my mind, in my psyche, my soul, whatever you want to call it. You know, but it's light. You know, it's just, uh, it really is kind of a nice imprint, actually. You know, I don't feel sadness anymore. I don't hold on to it anymore. You know, I don't have a Walt Disney story attached to it anymore. But it's there. You know, it is there. And for what it's worth. If I'm not mistaken, yesterday I felt like a little bit of anxiety. It was very short-lived, but I felt it, you know, about a part of me doubting, you know, what I'm doing. Doubting the Camino that I'm on and not having a plan, you know, not having this invisible net, this illusion of security. It is a tough muscle memory to retrain. And possibly, you know, that will never stop. Maybe it'll just, because something that happens and there, there will be no resistance whatsoever. So they'll, it'll be like opening the window and having a breeze blowing through the house unimpeded and they'll just pass through and if anything he'll be refreshing but there will be no nothing else you know it's just if anything it'll be pleasant maybe a reminder of something else not to take oneself too seriously okay Okay, so I guess it's telling me to go here. I trust you. I trust you, Mappy. All right, I'm going left. I am liberal today. A lot of left turns. Anyhow, going through a little village here. Yeah, I'm on the right path. Good job, Mappy. You are doing awesome. This is amazing. I don't even have to hold my phone. So well freaking done. Those things. So clumsy. So muy torpe. Oh, so, so, yeah, so tan torpe. Yeah, but. Here we go, feeling the warmth, yeah. I know, son, I knew I was going to get warmth. I wasn't going to get much of that cool morning breeze. But I'll, I'll catch you up tomorrow on the upswing. But I knew that today was going to be mostly warm and hot. But it's 
Nice plan. Nicely planned, Anthony. To really give a break to that day before I build up that momentum again. Well, actually, the momentum is not lost because I'm not looking at stopping. I'm not looking at a day without walking. So maybe the idea of maybe the idea of actually a couple of you know shorter days to give that rest to the body. Because 15k, you know, around that distance, you know, not less than 20. That's a great short day. And then arrive early and then plenty of time to rest. And I have to say today I can feel the difference on the back. That was a chunk of change of food yesterday. But it did its job. It did its job. It carried me through. Anyhow. Okay. Petit, right. petit, petit. You wanna come? <laughs> oh no, okay, okay. Good pasha. <laughs> Anywho, let's see. Tell me, Mati. Alright, there's a lot of turns here. So I think that's enough for now. So I think on that note, my friend, I, I'll leave it at that. I'm pretty earthbound this morning. I'm pretty ground. I'm not going anywhere. But feels good. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how I handle the, another hot day. Well, there's quite a few left of those. But that's summer, right? That's summer. Always something to complain about so easily for us. But anyhow, on that day... I will leave it at that. Wish you a beautiful whatever it is that you're doing and see you on the other side of the rainbow. Ciao.